A very good evening to all, huh? brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. Today is 7 November 2023. Yeah? Let us compose our mind, develop the faith, then mindfully we shall commence the puja chanting. Namo Pensu Su Jia Moni Namo Pensu Su Jia Moni Namo Pensu Su Jia Moni Namo Guan Sing Pusa Namo Guan Sing Pusa Namo Guan Sing Pusa Namo Ami Tofo Namo Ami Tofo Namo Ami Tofo Namo Mila Fo Namo Mila Fo Namo Mila Fo Namo Pusien Pusa Namo Pusien Pusa Namo Pusien Pusa Namo Tisang Wang Pusa Namo Tisang Wang Pusa Namo Tisang Wang Pusa Namo Fo Pusa Namo Fo Pusa Namo for Pusa. Arahang Sama Sam Buddha Bagawa Buddha Bagawantang Abiwa Demi. Swakato Bagawata Damo. Dhammang Namasami Supatipano Bhagavato Saokasango Sanghang Namami Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang saranang gachami, Dhammang saranang gachami, Sanghang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi buddhang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi dhammang saranang gachami, Dutiyampi sanghang saranang gachami Tatiyampi buddhang saranang gachami Tatiyampi dhammang saranang gachami Tatiyampi sanghang saranang gachami Panati patau eramani sika padang samadiyami Adina dana eramani sika padang samadiyami Kami sumichachara eramani sika padang samadiyami 
บูสาวาตาวิรมณีสิกาปดาสมาดิยามิสุรามิรายามาจาปมาดตานะเอรมณีสิกาปดังสมาดิยามิเรียกันที่เนี่ยวิดาปฏิบัติปุจจันติงกันนะสารปฏิเทนะดิเปนะตามาดังสินะดิโลกะดิปังสัมบุตังปุจายามิตโมนุตังกันดะสัมบารายุตเตนะดุเปนะหังสุกังหินะปุจายะปุจานิยังตังปุจาบาจานามุตมังวันนักันดากุนุปิตตังกุสุมาสันตติดปุจายามิมุนินดาสสิริปัดาสารโรเหปุจเจมิบุตังกุสุเมนานินาปุณเนนามตินาเชโหตุโมคังปุปังมิลายติยตาอิดังเมกายโยตตายติวินาสบาวังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเตปานิยังปริกาปิตังอนุกัมปังอุปาดายปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเตปาลีปริกาปิตังอนุกัมปังอุปาดายปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเตโบจานังปริกาปิตังอนุกัมปังอุปาดายปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังเกณฑ์วิชาชันเดปุจจาเอสเปรชันบาสอนอันดับสตันดิ่งอันดับสิกนิฟิคันส์ของทุกทุกปุจจาออฟฟริงส์สิกนิฟิคันส์ของออฟฟริงส์ของลิกบาสอันออฟฟริงส์ของลิกถึงเดบุตต์เปลี่ยนส่องของความสำคัญและสิ่งที่ต้องการให้เราเห็นและสร้างความรู้สึกและความรู้สึกที่ดีขึ้นเพื่อจะปกป้องทุกสิ่งเหล่านี้จากการที่เราได้รับความรู้สึกและความรู้สึกที่ดีขึ้นเพื่อจะปกป้องทุกสิ่งเหล่านี้จากการที่เราได้รับความรู้สึกและความรู้สึกที่ดีขึ้นเพื่อจะปกป้องทุกสิ่งเหล่านี้จากการ May this offering of pure clear cool water lead us to the pure clear dhamma that cools and doses off the fires of all defilements within our mind. Significance of offering of incense. May our morality, virtue, and understanding shine forth far and wide, just like the fragrance of this incense, which we are offering to the blessed one. Who is perfect in wisdom and virtue? Significance of offering of fruits. May this offering of fruits remind us of the dana parami of generosity and the fruit of our karma, so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness to attain the path and fruition as soon as possible. Significance of offering of flowers. May this constant offering of flowers to the blessed one. 
strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body, so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila, samadhi, and panya, leading to ultimate liberation, the bond free nibbana. Making of overall aspiration. By the power of all these merits, born of these offerings, may our spiritual faculties of Sada, Virya, Sati, Samadhi, and Panya be further strengthened until they become balas or powers. Sharing and transfer merits to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the condition and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, let us pay respect to Pujay. Badang Pujay. Damang Pujay. Sanghang Pujay. By now, I think most of us already familiar with this awareness-based meditation, eh? especially the first three of the four support, eh? where you only need to relax body and mind, and relax into every mind state that arises, eh? the first support, very easy, eh? so that you become like at ease, physically, mentally, completely at ease. Nothing to bother you, nothing to worry you, no tension, no stress, nothing. Just relax, feel at ease, be peaceful. Eh? Then silent everything. So after you relax, you maintain awareness by silencing your mind. Means no more thinking, no more chattering, no more verbalization. Just the complete inner silence. Yeah. Without thought, you are already aware. So maintain the awareness nature within that. Whatever arises, don't try to know, don't try to do anything. Just acknowledge it, miss. Aware. Finish. Initially, you are still quite conditioned by the perception. You want to know what it is. It's okay. Aware, perceive, finish. Aware, perceive, finish. Or just aware, finish. Don't allow it to continue. Just maintain your ability to be aware. Aware, aware. Whatever arises, just aware. Aware, aware. Don't try to know. Don't try to chase after it or try to continue with the proliferation of thought process or thinking. So that your mundane mind is not conditioned to arise, to develop the habitual healer's thinking, which normal, untrained mind will do. Yeah. So when you have this awareness-based meditation developed and trained, you will not go back to the healer's thinking. So the third support is, to stabilize this awareness nature. Very easy. You just continue to relax, maintain awareness until it becomes required. Very still. 
So the understanding of this is very important. Without thought, you are already aware. So to develop awareness meditation is not to create any more thinking or thought process, even the aggregates of mind. Just acknowledge it by being aware. See? Any of the sense though, upon contact, the respective initial arising is the consciousness. Just that consciousness, no word, no name, don't labor, don't do anything, just away, finish. Then you will understand what that thing is without words, without concept or any idea. It's just that pure consciousness. The awareness nature is just aware of that consciousness that arises. That's why you can be at the moment of consciousness before the contempt going before your mind actually create the movement, the reaction to sense experience, or what we call the stirring of the mind through your habitual tendency or likes and dislikes, all those things. So when you understand all this, you just let things be. Eh? Relax, maintain awareness, silence everything, and allow the mundane mind to return to its original state of stillness, tranquility, and inner peace. That is your true mind. So our awareness-based meditation is to realize that true mind before the stirring, before the thinking, before the arising of thought process or aggregates of mind. So this understanding will enable you to develop it well, so that you can have the awareness within to realize your true mind, which is your meditative mind. And we also sometimes call it the silent mind. Well, the silent mind without thought is your meditative mind. And that meditative mind is actually our true mind, which is characterized by just awareness. That's why it's called awareness nature. It's just aware before the knowing. So this awareness nature is very different beyond thought, beyond mind. So when it's just aware, it is capable of understanding things. It can observe within the silence. Then it can also insight into phenomena and awaken to its universal characteristics of Anichang Dukkang Anatta. So this awareness nature is very beautiful. We can see things as they are. Then it can develop the understanding of the movement, how the living being get themselves entangled, how they react to sense experience, how they stir their mind via habitual tendency how the essential Dhamma of the Buddha can be understood means without the five spiritual faculty, the mental hindrance will be there. And it will hinder your mind from entering all this meditative state of inner peace, inner calmness and inner awareness. That's why they cannot meditate in the sense that they cannot develop the ability to be aware within to have the calm, tranquil, and still mind. So that true mind is characterized by stillness, tranquility, 
just aware feeling. So just let things be and allow the thinking to slow down and finally it will actually stop. So when it stops, then you can suddenly realize the shift in consciousness, like your consciousness suddenly become very quiet, very still inside there. Like there is no chattering, no verbalization, no thinking, no thought process, no aggregate of mind. Everything is just tranquil, still. Yeah. That state is very important. Realize that. Okay? Then after that, your meditation will become very easy. Yeah. There is city. Once you stabilize, you become ever mindful. Not only mindful, ever mindful. And then you use it to develop wisdom, to cultivate the meditation as taught by the Buddha, leading to heedfulness. So as per Dhammapada verse 23, the ever mindful and constantly meditative cultivator of the way, they will realize the supreme bond-free Nibbana. And this is what heedfulness or Apamada is all about. So awareness-based meditation is to train the mind and develop the stability of heedfulness, uh, stability of mindfulness, leading to heedfulness, to enable us to meditate, to have the mind states, the spiritual faculty, to understand spiritual teaching, to awaken. So basically, this is the summary, the essence. Once you listen to this carefully, then the next time you meditate with this understanding, you will develop it very easily and you will progress very fast. You can slowly, mindfully come out of the meditation. Try to maintain whatever inner peace, inner calmness, and inner awareness, mind states that you have developed and trained. Huh? These are the mind state you need to use to live life, to develop the stability of daily mindfulness and heedfulness in the midst of life. Invocation to the Devas. In this universe, in their entirety, let the deities or Devas come here. Let them hear the good teachings of the King of Sages, which gives heaven and release Nibbana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samantha Chokawalesu Atrahagachantu Devata Sadamang Moni Rajasa Sunantu Sakamokadang Damasvanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Damasvanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Damasvanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato 
สัมมาสัมพุทธัสนะโมตัสบาโวโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสนะโมตัสบาโวโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสอิติปิสุบาโวอะระหังสัมมาสัมพุทโตปิจจารณสัมปันโนสุกัตโตโลกวิดูอนุตโรปุริสัตมมสารติสัตตาเดวามนุสานังบุตโตบาโวติสวากาตุบาโวตาดัมโมสันติติโกอากาลิโกเอหิปัสิโกโอปนายโกปัจจตังเวดิตาโบวิโนหิติสุปฏิปันโอบาวโตสาวกสังโกอุจุปฏิปันโอบาวโตสาวกสังโกญาปฏิปันโอบาวโตสาวกสังโกสามีจิปฏิปันโอบาวโตสาวกสังโฆยาดีดังจัตรีปุริสายุกานิอัตปุริสปุกาลเอสาบากาวโตสาวกสังโฆอาหุนิโยปาหุนิโยดักเนโยอันจัลิกาณิโยอนุตรังปุญญังเกตังโลกาสาธิสาธุสาธุสาธุโอเค turn to page four eight six all this commentaries by Master Shen Huan the wonderful Dhamma Lotus Flower Sutta Volume Three, eh? Chapter Two, Expedient Devices. So we will read the Sutra part. The Sutra said, "All the Buddhas have made this vow. As to the Buddha way, which I have walked, since they have completed the cultivation, I wish to lead all living beings alike." To obtain this path means the supreme vehicle. And although the Buddha of the future will speak a hundred thousand million countless dhammas, they are in fact for the sake of one vehicle. So basically, this is the supreme vehicle. All Buddha, doubly perfect, honored ones. Know the dhammas are eternally without a nature. The Buddha seed arises from conditions. Thus, they speak of the one vehicle. 
This Dhamma abides in the Dhamma's position, dwelling forever in worldly marks. Having understood this in the Bohimandala or Bohimanda, the guiding master teaches it expediently. Okay, we go to the outline. The singularity of the cultivation or practice. Then we have the singularity of the teaching. Then the singularity of the new mono. Commentaries. The previous passage of text read, All of the Tuscan ones, by means of limitless expedience, help all living beings to enter the Buddha's non-outflow wisdom. Of those who have heard this Dhamma, none will fail to become Buddhas. So this section of the text falls under the heading of the singularity of the cultivator. Means the present section of text, uh, which actually match the sutra. Eh? All the Buddha have made this vow as to the Buddha way which they have walked. They wish to lead all living beings alike to obtain this supreme vehicle path. Means fall under the outline heading of the singularity of practice. So singularity of the cultivator, singularity of the practice or cultivation. The Dhamma Flower Sutta contains the ten wonders of the roots and the ten wonders of the branch or branches. Presently, we are discussing one, the singularity of the cultivators, two, the singularity of the cultivation or practice, and three, the singularity of the teaching, and four, the singularity of the principles. So the Buddha all make a vow to lead all living beings to obtain the way that they themselves have walked. You may ask, since there is no Dhamma which can be obtained, why does the text say obtain the way? So in the Diamond Sutta or the Vajra Sutta, Subhati said, while the Buddha was with burning lamp, Buddha, means Sakyamuni Buddha at that time, there was no Dhamma which he obtained as Anottara Samyat Sambohi. Anottara Samyat Sambohi is possessed by us inherently. It is not obtained from the outside. That is why in reality there is nothing obtained. So this is the commentary explanation by Xianhua. Huh? We have it all along, it's just that we do not know that we do. Because we do not know we have it, it can be likened to a bright gem hidden in our clothing. We do not know that a shining gem has been sold 
into our clothing. The gem is just the Buddha nature. We are basically one with the Buddha nature. We haven't. Sorry, why haven't we become Buddhas? It is because we have not found our inherent Buddha nature within ourselves. We now want to become Buddhas. But this actually means getting back the valuables, which were ours to begin with. Nothing more. The text says, alike to obtain this path. So the Buddha wishes to lead all living beings to cultivate this Dhammadol, which is the supreme vehicle. This shows the singularity of the practice of cultivation. So here, uh, based on what Xianhua tried to explain is, he just uh, mentioned what was actually described in the text. Means, like all of us know, each and every one of us, when we come into this existential world, yeah, the segmented life, we actually, within each and every one of us, yeah, there is this oneness nature, or sometimes they call it the source or the singularity. Then some people even call it the Buddha nature. That's why Buddha nature is inherent in all living beings. All living beings, they arise from that Buddha nature. And that nature was there all the way. Yeah. But because most people cannot understand what all this means, because they do not have the understanding of the process of creation. How creation started from the distant past. Uh, like Sakyamuni Buddha mentioned, the beginning of the first thought of ignorance. Uh, he said, inconceivable is the beginning of the first thought of ignorance. That condition all this until we are what we are now. So without the understanding of the cultivation, means without understanding how creation started and evolved until now, we cannot actually understand all this. So when we say we awaken or we become enlightened, that's why in the Diamond Sutta, yeah, in true emptiness, there is no one to become enlightened. Nothing is attained. So all this description it may sound like very contradictory because in the condition world when the Buddha taught the Dhamma, he said, if there do not exist the unconditioned, escape from the condition world is impossible. Which means enlightenment in the here and now is possible. If you cultivate to develop the wisdom and the understanding, then the wisdom and understanding will break free from the delusion, the, attach, the attachment and the clinging. Then because of that, the mundane mind realizes itself and ceases. Then it returns to the unconditioned. 
when it returns to the unconditioned, then everything ceases to be. Form and mind ceases to be. The pure awareness ceases to be. That's why in the retreat, I share with you all the four circles to describe the process of creation. And when you understand that, then you will come to understand originally all living beings, all things before the arising of thought or the creation, there is nothing. That's why they sometimes call it the Big Bang Theory from the source. From zero come one, then one come infinity. Means that oneness nature or the source, or sometimes the Mayana call it the original nature, but like the main moment, which means before everything starts, original nature or the true nature. Yeah. So that one is actually the oneness nature. Everything is actually the very beginning. Everything is just the way it is. That nature. Then that nature, you cannot talk about it, cannot describe it. It's unconditioned. But from there, the first thing to come out is the awareness nature. Yeah. The awareness nature is the second circle that we draw. Yeah. So the awareness nature basically is just the ability to be aware. No thought process, no thinking, nothing. Then what happened was, due to the first thought of ignorance is still, then that, what they call the beginning of that movement, is called the primordial nature. Means that true nature has become uh, like disturbed or uh, enter into the first thought or ignorance that condition it to move and stir. Then from there it evolve, 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 evolve and become very sophisticated until what we are now as human being or living being. Yeah. So before that we were not so complex, so complicated. Our coming nature not so complicated yet. But because of what happened over the eons and eons and eons of birth and death, birth and death. So it solidified from that consciousness to become like the human form and human mind. So this form and mind is what rebirth is all about, the vehicle and the tool. So when that one comes, the form and mind develops into the first aspect of the five aggregates of form and mind. Then the second aspect, as we have studied, or I have taught you all, is the mundane thinking mind, or the thought process. So the thought process, or what we call the thought itself, is actually the mundane mind, or we call it the thinking mind, that has the aggregates of mind, which is the four aggregates of Vedana, Sanya, Sankara, Vinyana. But then, the perception can bring the external form into the mind. That's why it solidifies and becomes a thought. So thought, 
is the second aspect of the five aggregate of form a mind. So when these five aggregate of form a mind together with the senses, it triggers off the 18 sense line that created the fourth circle, which is the phenomenal world of consciousness and form. So the form a mind that came through the karmic process is what samsara is all about. Is what they call existence and life is all about. So from the form and mind, the third circle, yeah, through perception, through mental consciousness, through the content of consciousness, we project and we created the phenomenal world of consciousness. That's how we actually evolve until now. So that process is very, very long. So to understand this, you need to meditate, to silence your mind, so that you can return all this creation back to the pure awareness, at least until then. Then you start to understand what all this is. Then you develop the final wisdom to root out avijja, ignorance. Then you realize cessation of form and mind, which is enlightenment in the here and now, or what we call Nibbana. When you realize Nibbana, initially it's the first glimpse, like you have a glimpse of what that pure nature is, or what we call the Buddha nature, or what uh, people term as the oneness nature, the true nature, or the source, or whatever, yeah, the first circle. Yeah. But for those who actually cultivate the Bodhisattva way, they go beyond the sainthood way. That's why this supreme vehicle that the Buddha talked about is the Bodhisattva way. From there, you actually not only realize Nibbana, the cessation of form and mind, you also have the ability to locate the gateway within the form and mind to actually assess your nature your Buddha nature, the awareness-based nature. So through the gateway, you assess it and you develop the transformation, the cultivation, the perfection, leading to the uh, long period of cultivation that enable the Bodhisattva to actually complete the cultivation of the ten perfection leading to the fifth stage of Bohemian development, the consummate of the perfection of cultivation. Means the fifth stage of Bohemian development, which is the realization of Sama Sambuddhahood. So once you realize that, develop the perfection, then you become the all-knowing one, the omniscient and all those things. Then which means, you have perfect knowledge and wisdom. Means you are already perfect in wisdom and virtue that enable you to have all this all-knowing understanding and uh, wisdom to enable you to arise as a Samasambuddha to actually teach, share and propagate all this understanding. So this whole process of cultivation of creation is very important 
So you understand this, then what the Sutta mentioned, you will understand. Yeah? Why in the Heart Sutta, this lotus, uh, wonderful Dhamma Lotus Flower Sutta mentioned, actually there is no one to become enlightened or nothing to attain or obtain. So all this understanding will only surface when you understand all this, the four stage cycle of creation. When you develop the mindfulness, the awareness nature, stabilize it, and go through the whole cultivation. Yeah. Otherwise, what they will describe to you is follow the text. Yeah? Where the text use all this word, just like what Chen Hua mentioned. Yeah. We are originally, we all have the Buddha nature. So the only thing is, when you lost and become the form and mind, means they call it the traveler in space and time. Yeah? Means that five area of form and mind or living being. Uh, when you become that, you forgot that your nature is this awareness nature. From the awareness nature, you actually lost and become the living being. Then entangle yourself with karma, then the birth and death, eh, the continuous samsaric activity, continue to manifest. Without you understanding that originally you were the pure awareness nature, then you meditate and develop all this understanding and wisdom, then you can cease and return to the source, to the beginning, the oneness nature, and realize it. But there is nobody inside there. So the difficulty of understanding is if you don't go through this process, you cannot understand. It's just theory. That's why the Sutta mentioned all this. Okay? So we go back to the sharing. Then when I read through, you will understand better now. So in the commentary, Shenhua say. We have it all along. It is just that we do not know that we do. So this is what Shenhua mentioned. Because we do not know we have it. It can be likened to, he gives the analogy of a bright gem hidden beneath our clothing. But it's not like that. If the bright gem hidden beneath your clothing, when you want to take a bath, you should see it. Right? When your clothing is taken off. But this one, that nature is actually invisible. You cannot see. Yeah, it's beyond thought, beyond mind. It's just that nature. Yeah. But what happened is, when you are born as a living being, you actually fully conditioned by your karmic nature. That's why the Buddha said you are born of your karma, heir to your karma, Conditioned and supported by your karma, and you are what you are because of karma. So karma played a great role in the initial stage of one's life. Even if you have been a cultivator as a bodhisattva or great beings or whatever, initially when you come, yeah, you also just a form a mind. But the only difference is your karmic nature is different because you have that understanding, the perfection, the training. Then you also have a spiritual nature. But this spiritual nature is very funny. 
before you cultivate to develop the ability to assess your true mind, you cannot inherit anything. Not until you have a glimpse of that cessation, then you have access to the true mind. Then for those who go the Bodhisattva way, you have to actually access the gateway to your nature. And then only the spiritual nature's understanding, they start to come back to you. They start to manifest. That's why the whole process is very different, very complicated, and very difficult and very complex to understand. Even those who do the sainthood way, they can hardly understand. Where they have a glimpse of Nibbana, especially first stage of sainthood, Sotapana and Sakadagami shape, second stage of sainthood. Not until they hit Anagami and Aranta, they have longer cessation, but they haven't developed the access to the gateway, to this nature. And they don't know there is a nature. They only know that there is the unconditioned cessation, Nibbana. That's it. So because of that, it is very difficult to comprehend what that hidden gem is. So the analogy that Xianhua gave is actually a bit simplified. Uh, it's too simplified. It's not just the gem hidden underneath your clothing and you can see it when you take it off. No, but that nature can only be realized by the cultivator of the way that goes the Bodhisattva way. The same way they only understand a very superficial aspect of what that nature is. Just a glimpse of that cessation. And they know that there is such thing as unconditioned. That's it, finish. Because they realize Nibbana. They actually transcend birth and death of the segmented body, the form and mind. But they have not transcended the outflow of thought. The birth and death of thought, there is even the Arahant. That one has not ceased. So the birth and death of the segmented form and mind, because they are no more ignorant, no more rebirth consciousness, and that one ceases. But the birth and death of the thought process, the mundane mind, because their mundane mind haven't collapsed. That's why the birth and death of the thought process is a continuing activity when their form and mind is still around before their parinibbana. So that is the complete understanding and explanation. Okay, so with this, hopefully, yeah, for those who have the condition later on in your cultivation to develop all this understanding of that awareness nature within, then you go the Bodhisattva way, then later on you will understand all this that I shared today. Yeah? Yeah. So here, Shenhua say we are basically one with the Buddha nature, which is true. But that Buddha nature is obscure, clouded by what? By your heedless thinking, by your mundane mind activity. You know the mundane mind activity, you have the five aggregates of form and mind, especially the four aggregates of mind. First, you have the feeling that can be conditioned into craving, grasping, 
becoming, etc. Then you have the ability to perceive that allow your mundane mind to bring in the external form through all your sense bases, base visual form, yeah? through your seeing consciousness or audible form through your hearing consciousness. Then smell, taste, tactile, and thought process. So all this is what the phenomenal world is all about. The external phenomenal world, external form, you bring it into the mundane mind and you manifest it as thought process. Like the cinema show, you project them. That's why the Buddha gave the analogy of the four aggregates of mind. Actually, the five aggregates of mind. He said, consciousness is like a magician or illusionist create illusion for you to see. So when you project through your sense door, consciousness, sense basis, it's like an illusionary world, not real, like your eye. The moment you open the seeing consciousness, like can see all the external phenomena that you are able to perceive through your seeing consciousness. It's like they exist already, created already. But they are dependent originating. Condition arising is just a mental image in your brain. It's a perception, mental perception. It's an image, no reality. The moment you close your eye, this whole creation is gone, cease. That's why when you have awareness, mindfulness, you can experiment with it. You can understand all this very fast. Not only see, hearing also same. Smell, taste, tactile, and thought process. Same. When you allow it to arise, it like manifests. When you silence everything, it like ceases. Then the awareness nature has got no thought process, no aggregates of mind. That's why when you stay at the awareness nature, the second circle that we draw, the pure awareness nature, that is the true mind, the silent mind. Cultivator of the way is always there. Yeah. That's why we call it ever mindful, constantly meditating. So when you stay there, all illusion created by the mundane mind collapse. Then when you return all this external creation to the mundane mind, you stay at the mundane mind. So this mundane mind with its creation and projection is the one that obscure your pure nature your true nature, your Buddha nature. That's why I say man can only do one thing at a time. Either you are aware at the second circle, or you are lost in thought at the third circle. At the sana. Because you can only do one thing at a time. Either you are preoccupied with what you are thinking, reacting to, your emotion, the stirring everything, your habitual tendency, your fear, your phobia, your whatever. Means that phenomenal world of consciousness together the five Either you are with this or if you are aware that all this is you come back to a second circle and then it's just aware. So when you are aware you are not lost in thought. You are not heedless. That's why awareness is heedfulness. You understand now? The moment you are aware, there is no thought, no concept, no idea, no thinking, nothing. There is no creation. Everything ceases. 
That's why the awareness nature is the true mind, the silent mind, the meditative mind that can insight into phenomena, develop understanding, awakening, and transform your understanding and allow you to become enlightened so that you are not deluded by the phenomenal world of form and consciousness. To see all this, to understand all this, is what meditation is all about. And to develop it, you must have the awareness. That's why awareness-based meditation is the only answer to the realization of enlightenment. Thought-based limits you, where the instrument of thought cannot give rise to an understanding that is beyond thought, beyond mind. Where this Dhamma that the Buddha realized is Sanditiko, Akaliko, Ehipasiko, Opanaiko, Pachetang, Veditapo, Vinohiti, the five unique characteristics. Means this Dhamma is Sanditiko, can be realized in the here and the now, no need to wait till you die. Then this Dhamma is Akaliko, timeless, beyond thought, beyond time then you can investigate into it because that Dhamma is the truth. It stands up to investigation. Then this Dhamma, Pachetang. Pachetang means can be realized by the wise, each for himself. But there is another one, Opanayiko. He said this Dhamma is leading into the heart. That is the gateway and the sun leading into the heart. Means the Sadditiko, Akaliko, Ehipasiko, Opaneko, leading inward into our nature. And our nature for us living being or any uh, human being or living being, we have the seed of consciousness. That's why that book, yeah, uh, that one that I share with you, or the blue color one, yeah? the heart and the mind. That book is very important to understand what is the heart and what is the mind. That's why the Mahayana, they understand. Both the word heart and mind is the same word, sing. Because they know that nature is there. That Monday mind is there. The seed of consciousness is there. The life force is there. So your karmic nature that actually activated the rebirth process, they need to sustain it with the life force, or we call it the karmic force. Uh, so the karmic force that come is very important. Uh, when the karmic force is no more, they call it the destructive karma. Means that form and mind cannot exist anymore. We are that coming force no more. The coming nature that give rise to the powers of life. So that powers of life need the coming force to actually activate it. So your heartbeat, everything, the seed of Konya from here, the powers of life arise. And because of that, all the blood will have this consciousness. That's why it will be able to like detect pain, sensation, everything, because there is this consciousness inside there. <clears throat> and because of that, the nature 
which is also within here, because whenever you need to come to this existential world, you need a vehicle and a tool, a form and mind to come. And within this form and mind, you can locate this gateway if you know how to meditate. Okay? When you locate this gateway, then you will come to know that within this gateway, there is a nature. That nature is very unique. It is called the awareness nature that can actually transform you to actually realize very profound understanding and wisdom. Because that nature, the physical vibration and the wisdom and the perfection, everything needs to like come into one in order to transform the wisdom energy. They call it the wisdom energy, which is very fine, very fine. And not until that wisdom energy become very fine, the mundane mind cannot collapse. Only after the mundane mind collapse, then this nature shine forth. Ah, then you will never lose sight of it. Means that thing, when it shine forth, is all the time with that great being, or that being that has the ability to realize that. That's why you have already been briefed by me in the five stages of Bohi mind development when you take the Bodhisattva way. First is the Bohi mind that actually plant the resolve or the very strong intent through sincerity, faith and understanding to aspire to go this way. That's why the first stage of Bohi mind development which is making that commitment, that aspiration and taking the four basic vow is very important. We are this Bohi mind or what they call Bohisi need to be planted deep into our nature. Yeah. Then the second stage of Bohi mind development is to have that ability to develop all the understanding, the wisdom to endure and severe all suffering and affliction. Yeah. Then the third stage of Bohi mind is very important. You must cultivate and develop the perfection until your nature can be illuminated. Bohi mind that illuminate that nature. And that is the one. After you assess the gateway, you develop all the transformation, then your wisdom energy, your understanding become very different. Then it become very fine, very fine until the mountain mind collapse. Then this nature, they will start to illuminate that nature within, the awareness. Then it, it takes a process, a very long time period of cultivation. Where every life you come, most people can only do limited, limited. But if you can detect the gateway early, which for my case, I was lucky. I was ahead by 10 to 15 years where I met my last guy. And because of that, that understanding actually came back to me. Then I was able to develop further cultivation and understanding from where I uh, stopped in the past, in the distant past during my cultivation. Yeah. Then I moved on from there. Then I developed further understanding and perfection as this nature continued with its path. So the third stage of Bohi mind 
you must develop until very, very clear. Bohi mind that illuminate that nature. And once you finish that stage, you become different. Then you will become a confirmed bodhisattva. Means you won't regress anymore. In fact, end of the third stage of Bohi mind development also, you assured already, you won't regress already. But when you come to the fourth stage of Bohi mind development, Bohi mind that renounces samsara, means to you, you know already, samsara is nothing. It's not what the thought tells you. Wow, long period, aeons and aeons and aeons. Are you sure you can? No such delusion anymore. Because you know, the form and mind is so beautiful. Then you have all the full understanding of the Heart Sutta. In true emptiness, is wonderful existence. Means every life you come, people call samsara. But it's beautiful, wonderful existence. Like my nature, this life I come. Since birth until now, so beautiful. That it automatically know how to search. We are the Bohi mind already developed. And the causes and conditions behind the understanding, how to come, when to come, everything is already there. That's why I used to share with a lot of Kayamita. Technically, my nature, this life, I didn't do anything. I just echoed and flowed. Yeah, everything is already there. So ability to see and understand all this and develop all this, not through the thought process, through your understanding, which is wisdom. And the way you develop the understanding, you can actually formulate your own and decide how you want to come. And all this is in accordance with your perfection, your wisdom and your understanding that has merged into the nature's law. You do not interfere or intervene on. You just make the pure wish or the pure, they call, aspiration. Or you just send your pure wish. Whatever you do, all those that have affinity with your nature, cultivators of the way or whatever, when the causes and conditions are there, things will manifest. When you choose to come, they will all. Your nature will cause things to arise and they will all manifest. Yeah. That's why that understanding only cultivated all the way, the great beings, the Bodhisattva who has finished the third stage of Bohi mind development and beyond can understand can develop all this. Otherwise, you still need to go through a lot of training. Even the Bodhisattva way is, of course, people say it's very long. But like I always share with you all, it's rewarding. When you understand, it's so beautiful, so rewarding. It's not only worth the effort, no. It's like suddenly you understand the complete secret of life, no. Both the mundane and the supramundane, no. That's why you know how to live life, no. And life become like wonderful existence, no. Like there is not only meaning in life, no. There is so much beauty and wonders that you can realize the pristine beauty and wonders of life. And you can actually experience a lot of things. And life itself is actually the greatest, what they call marvel or wonders, 
that you can actually experience within the existential world. So all this understanding, they will surface, they will manifest. That's why this so-called Lotus Sutta, the final teaching of the Buddha, is a very comprehensive and very beautiful teaching. That's why when you understand, it is really beautiful. Okay, we go back to the uh, sharing. I think I have to move a bit more because almost 9.40 already. Okay, so we finished that one, huh? the singularity of cultivation or practice. Huh? So this one, the gem within you, the way I explained and what uh, Shenhua used the commentary to explain, they are uh, two very different understanding. Huh? But Shenhua at that time, I think, is to simplify things. Because most people at that time when he shared, I don't think they have the cultivation to understand. For us, Kayamita, because we have gone through a few retreats yeah, to develop this understanding. And the four circle, I have it in the Heart Sutta book. And the Heart Sutta book has been there for more than 11 years, I remember. Yeah. So because of all this, the condition is there so that when I share this Lotus Sutta, I can refer to that and explain. And all this, because it's recorded in future, cultivate all the way when they listen to this, they will develop the understanding. Well, this type of understanding is not easy to come by. Especially if you ask yourself, every life you come as a form and mind, how much time have you got to do the cultivation actually? Most people start late. You can go and check. Unless you have that nature, you start early. For me, I started very early. Actually, at a very young age, at the 16 or 17 years old, I start to probe the universe. Uh, then everything starts. Uh, I remember 1971. Uh, so because of that, if, let's say, if you don't get yourself uh, ready early, then even at the age of 17, eh, 1971, I started. I still need to wait for causes and conditions to realize the understanding at the age of 35. Means 18 years later. Yeah, 18 years later. And that is considered very early you know, at the age of 35. You know. Then I was very lucky where at the same time, immediately after that, I met my last guy and I located the gateway, according to my last guy. By the time people have any chance of locating that gateway, they are at least 80 years and beyond. It's very difficult to locate it. If you 80 years and beyond only locate, huh, you think you got time to cultivate? How much understanding can you develop? No way. Yeah. So because of all this, what I share about the four circle, which is the Bodhisattva way only you need to develop the understanding, that one will be very helpful for people who actually connect later, much later. Yeah. And as they go through the cultivation, they listen to all this, they will understand. Yeah. But it's not easy. 
But most of them, if they have the past or they have affinity with gripping, they can develop the understanding. Okay? So now we go back. Yeah. So this part finished. Eh? Then I read a bit more. Eh? And although the Buddha of the future, means all of the Buddha of the future will speak a hundred thousand million countless demodogs, they are in fact for the sake of one vehicle, means the supreme Buddha vehicle, means the ultimate vehicle, the Bodhisattva way. Then the next part is, all Buddha doubly perfect on that one. So doubly perfect here is referring to perfection of wisdom and virtue. Uh, that's why in Mahayana they call it Fu Zhu Hui Zhu Fu is Fu Bao and that's not virtue. Hui is Zi Hui Wisdom means the doubly perfect here means sometimes they interpret as the biped, the two-legged one. No. This doubly perfect is not the biped. It's the perfection of wisdom and virtue. That's why they become Samasambuddhati, or they doubly perfect on that one. Are they? As Shenhua explained, those perfect in blessings and wisdom, see, Fu Zhu Hui Zhu, Fu Bao and Zi Hui, knows the Dhamma are eternally without a nature. Because within the conditioned world, Dhamma exists, understand? And there is no nature. It's not like the Buddha nature, understand? Yeah. The Buddha seed arises from causes and conditions. We are conditioned world. Thus they speak of the one vehicle, the supreme vehicle. The Buddha's Dhamma door arises from condition. This is a conditioned world, existential world. It is for the sake of the Buddha's teaching of the one vehicle that all the other teachings are spoken. That is the storehouse teaching, the pervasive teaching, and the separate teaching. They are all really presented for the sake of the Buddha vehicle. Means these are the expedient devices, the skillful means, the early teachings. This is to show the singularity of the teaching. Means finally they go back to the singularity, the source. They are all for the sake of the one Buddha vehicle. For there is no other vehicle. Yeah. Because the others are all not ultimate. Not the one that can give you the uh, Samyat, Sam, uh, the Anotarak Samyat Sambohi type of wisdom, the perfection of virtue and wisdom, the all knowing knowledge or understanding of the Samasambuddha. Then the Dhamma abides in the Dhamma's position, means the Dhamma refer to the wonderful Dhamma Lotus Flower Sutta, means Miao Fa Lian Hua And where is the Dhamma's position? Dwelling forever in the worldly monk, means within the conditioned world, this Dhamma always exists. That's why the Buddha said, before he became enlightened, the Dhamma was already there. He rediscovered it and proclaim it to the world. The Dhamma is found to dwell in worldly appearances, for in worldly Dhammas themselves are transcendental Dhamma found. Transcendental Dhamma themselves 
are just worldly dharma. So the six patriarchs say, the Buddha dharma is in the world. Enlightenment is not apart from the world. This is beautiful. Yeah? To search for bohi apart from the world is like looking for hair with horns. So this is very important. Because when you understand this, you don't be deluded and gullible. Because that I used to share with you. Life itself is our greatest teacher. You remember? This is the meaning. The Buddha Dharma is in the world. Because everything that exists is the reality, truth. This is what Dhamma is, understand? That's why it's not apart from life, not apart from the world. So life itself is our greatest teacher. We learn from nature, from life. Well, the characteristics of nature are everywhere in the midst of life and nature. Why can't you see? For those who see, they always see. That's why the direct seeing everything is all within nature. Yeah. So there is this what they call Dhamma, conditioned Dhamma, that leads to enlightenment in the here and the now. But the enlightenment that one realizes is the unconditioned Anasana. So the conditioned Dhamma is for the existential world, where there is duality, the mundane mind, everything is there, the teaching, all that. Everything that you come to experience, mind is a foreigner, all things, everything is there. But this is the condition Dhamma, the essential Dhamma of the Buddha, the condition world. But there is another aspect. Once you realize true emptiness, they call it the unconditioned Dhamma. Uh, that one is the unconditioned, completely opposite of what you all learn and understand in the conditioned world. But you must understand this unconditioned Dhamma to be free from the suffering that can afflict the living being within the conditioned world's Dhamma. That's why the Dhamma within the conditioned world need to be understood. Then develop the wisdom to break free and realize the enlightenment. Once you realize the enlightenment, you will understand the unconditioned Dhamma, which is beyond thought, beyond mind. And because of this unconditioned Dhamma, all the things that you believe in the conditioned world doesn't exist. That's why the Han Sutta said, in true emptiness, the Four Noble Truth also don't exist. No one old, no one born, no one sick, no one died. Everything is in the negation. Opposite doesn't exist. Yeah. So duality all pertain to the conditioned world. So this understanding is the ultimate wisdom. When you understand the conditioned Dhamma and the unconditioned Dhamma, then you have the perfect understanding to live life within the conditioned world. Then you can come. That's why the fourth stage of Bohimai development, Bohimai that renounce samsara, I mean, to them, samsara is nothing really. Understand? They, they know how to live. That's why it's wonderful in existence. It's so beautiful, so rewarding. So that is the understanding. Okay? So we will finish the last paragraph, then we end. Having understood this in the Bohimanda, Sakyamuni Buddha said, I sat in the field of enlightenment 
And after I became a Buddha, I understood this doctrine. See, within the conditioned world and the unconditioned. The guiding master teaches it expediently. It's just like when I come out to share initially, I have to share based on your level of understanding. That's why initially after I first came out in 2004, I thought you all need the, those people need the Dhamma. But when I start to teach, I realize hardly anybody understand. At that time, I say anybody who understands 10% of what I teach, he's already very good. That's why finally I reverse the teaching. I go back to basic. The fundamental teachings. Essential Dhamma of the Buddha. I had to repeat, 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 repeat until it goes in. Uh, I had to start out with the Theravada teaching, the Sutta. Then later on, when causes and conditions arise, I move on to the Mahayana teaching. But I use the Theravada understanding to approach it so that people understand no different the two teachings. With the Theravada awakening and wisdom, you can also comprehend Mahayana. No different. Nothing esoteric. Yeah. Everything is five agree of forming mind. Even the night type of consciousness versus the five agree of forming mind. One word for Vinyana. No problem. All this can be explained and developed clearly through mindfulness, awareness. So all these are very important teaching. Eh? So the guiding master, the Buddha, uses all kinds of expedient device to teach this Dhamma. So this is called the singularity of the principle. The essential principle is only one. So all this, when you understand, yeah, it will match. All the expedient devices, they finally lead to the one supreme Buddha vehicle, nothing else. Okay, okay, I'll mark this page. Okay, we are at page 488. Eh? So now we will open up for meditation reporting, followed by whatever question you all may have. Eh? You all can come in and maybe share whatever that we have uh, discussed, or you can also add in all of your uh, cultivations, Dharma in daily life experience. Uh, I just share, I think that's the best. And then maybe some, some that questions that come up. Yes. And also everybody can even post things. And then yeah. and then they can we can all work together and guide each right. other. Right. Okay? Uh -huh. So um, um, just to, well, it's it's amazing just what you said just now, which is that actually the Theravada way and the Bodhisattva way, actually the that, that singularity, it comes together. Yeah, so as you know, a connected one. It's yeah. only the initially the expedient teaching, the basic teaching, the essential Dhamma. Then from there it evolved and become the Bodhisattva way and the Mahayana teaching until Samasambuddhahood. That's why it's all one teaching uh, together. And it was so easy because I've been meditating every night for two ah, hours each ah. night for a very long time, the last three ah, yeah, years. Yeah. Except, of course, now I'm here because um, I'm not doing that. I, I come here and I can mm -hmm. 
um, and so on. But um, essentially, when when you were talking about the mixing, well, it comes together. I can even go straight into emptiness. Yeah, because, I do. Really because good. <laughs> the Tanamada teaching tells us to go into really break up everything into the four elements. Yeah, 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 when, yeah. When you, you go into all those things, the Four Noble Truths, the yeah. three uh, uh, um, characteristics of resistance, five aggregates and all that, and then the four elements. When we do, yeah. when we were told to do that, all the monk said was keep going inside, inside. <laughs> they don't tell you it's the heart, but it's go inside. Where inside, but into ah, the they heart. Tell you. Uh -huh. but, they don't but, know what that know, thing is. So I, I was very grateful that this, yeah. the, your teaching, actually yeah. highlights and points out all these factors. Yeah, and even yeah. when I was in Malacca, the nun who helped me actually made me do that progress so quickly because she keeps making me sit two and two, two and a half hours, three, three and a half hours, and so <laughs> on. You know, It was like, oh my God. <laughs> when you do that, you sort of... She was Mahayana before she became Theravada. Oh, but she no. carries with her the Mahayana understanding. So yeah, when yeah. you did all that, it was so easy for me. I mean, I cannot explain how. And with the monk's way, it just goes into awareness. And they don't even tell you that it's the pure mind that you're... Ah, yeah, no they they the cannot put it in words. You can't do it. They cannot. So, no way. so when, when you but did Most that, of them who do, they don't even really understand what sati is. Awareness, the pure awareness, what that thing is. So mindfulness is actually sati, and sati is just an awareness before the knowing. So to be in the state of sati is to be without thought, it's just aware. The thing is, they can tell you, go into sati. Yeah, you but must go into sati, to you what is sati. They cannot explain what yeah. you have have done it in your way so um, because so, without thought you are already aware you're already in city so how can you stop the thinking it's not to suppress and control through the method technique and all the energy field one-pointedness and all those things it's just to develop the understanding that without the spiritual faculties the opposite five mental hindrance will arise then it will hinder your mind from entering the meditative state or inner peace, inner calmness, and inner awareness. That's why they find it very difficult to meditate. We have the spiritual faculty not stable. And then they come up with method technique to anchor the mind so that it does not wander off and become heedless, lost in thought. And because of that, the method technique and all the skillful means, they actually develop without understanding. Where everybody follow method, technique, teacher, instruction. And what are method and technique? Series of instruction to do things. How can there be meditation? Meditation is nothing to do with all the thought process. Meditation is to develop heedfulness, like the Buddha said. You have to train your mind to be aware. Then stabilize it to be ever mindful. Constantly meditating. That's why Dhammapada verse all very clear, 21, 22, 23. Heedfulness is the path to the deathless. The heedful never die. Whereas heedlessness is the path to the dead. 
the heatless eyes see this. So this is very clear. Without heedfulness, you cannot progress. You cannot meditate. And what is heedfulness? Verse 23. The ever-mindful, constantly meditative and steadfast one who hold on to these two training, they will realize the supreme bond free Nibbana. And that precisely is heedfulness. So to be ever mindful, you have to train your mind to be mindful first. And how to train? You need to understand that the original mind before the stirring is already your true mind. It's already in a state of deep awareness. You no need to train actually, no need to do anything. You only need to have the understanding not to stir your mind, not to react and not to allow the mental hindrance to come in. Means you relax, maintain awareness and silent. Whatever arises, silent, decondition the healer's thinking and let it return to its original state as a free mind, not a conditioned mind. So don't focus, don't concentrate, don't do anything. Just relax, maintain awareness, silent. Then the true mind will return. Then all this understanding will fall into place. Then you realize, hey, to meditate is not what people say. The thought is not involved. When the thought is involved, it's thought-based meditation. It cannot develop sati and awareness. That's why you need to relax, maintain awareness, and silence everything. Yeah. Then oh, like you said, just now, you can go into the state of emptiness. Because when there is no thought, who are you without thought? Without thought, nothing. Empty inside there. But when thought arises, like the Buddha say, mind is a forerunner of all things. Mind is chief. All the phenomenal world of consciousness all created already. Manifest already. Through your senses. Your seeing consciousness, hearing consciousness, smell, taste, tactile, and thought process. These are the things that trigger off the, what they call, existential world of consciousness and this is the one that creates illusion in the living being where consciousness like the buddha says is a magician like a illusionist that create illusion for you to see and to them it's so real no? that's why they were crops they were clean they were whole and they believe they exist they are real the ego the personality they all manifest simultaneously so meditation is to silence everything, return to your pure awareness nature, to observe, develop the understanding, straighten your view, and retrospectively reverse all this understanding so that you become free, so that you are not deluded by the phenomenal world, so that you can stand liberated, stay above, so that you are not deluded and entangled. So nothing within the phenomenal world of consciousness and form can delude you anymore and condition you to grasp, cling, hold, and possess things and like want to own things and have things. So all these are in the teaching. But how to do it, nobody understands. Until I came along and developed this understanding, the four circle, then the awareness-based meditation, sati, mindfulness, the direct seeing, the awakening, and all those things. And then only people start to understand. Well, all this teaching, unless you have awareness, you cannot see it, you cannot realize it, and you cannot awaken to it, 
which means you cannot comprehend what this thing is. So because of that, a lot of cultivators of the way, they are not sure. They, they do this, do that, do everything, but they don't have a clear understanding. Most of them don't have. Yeah. Uh, sad to say that, but that is the truth, the reality. But for those who understand, which is very few, when they have the understanding, they will not teach that way. They will teach differently, yeah, which is in a very clear and precise manner. Yeah. So hopefully, with all this sharing, it will help Kayamita yeah, to develop the understanding. Then your faith will become different. Yeah. So Chui, can you follow? Yeah, very easy. Wow, now sadu. it's easy. Wow, let us rejoice. I, 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 sadu, sadu, sadu. Oh, thanks to everybody. It's very important. When you read that book and try to contemplate, reflect, then inquire, then you listen to all this sharing, you progress very fast. Because this is the real teaching. Uh, without listening to all this, uh, like this retreat, a lot of those participants who actually join retreat, even new people, you know, they start to understand very fast. Oh, they say this is beautiful. All the pointers is towards understanding life, understanding the application aspect of the teaching. And they are so beautiful. And they, they really express a lot of enthusiasm, surprises, and even motivated faith and all those things. Uh, especially the new people. <laughs> Can I mention one thing, which is, yeah, that, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I've been going through this for quite a while earlier yeah. on, and which is like, I'm in the state of neither, but I think I only read that term only recently, neither hmm. perception nor non-perception, yeah. which is also in the, in the heart sutra. Yeah. See, when I went through that, because I've been doing a lot of writing for the wonderful monk, you ah. know, and and so it's like every night, every day I have to do it. You know? Sometimes I spend seven hours. You can't go anywhere with the COVID. Oh, so oh, you oh, might oh. as well do it, you see. So yeah, of course, yeah. there's a, whatever we say, even if it's um, thought-based or whatever it is, you, you still develop and then somehow the karmic thing will help you move on. But when I went through that, I got to the stage where I said, I understand exactly what he's talking about. Mm. Otherwise, I cannot write all these things. I cannot improve on all these, which is, uh, and he was talking about the basic thing that you talked about, Kanika, uh, Upachara, Apana, Samadhi, the samadhi the three all those, those things. Yeah, so yeah. I said, well, I know it, but then how come there are times when I cannot understand? It's like <laughs> I'm yeah. in a blur. I, I don't know. So, it was only when I went to that retreat, I saw these words. So I asked the, the nun, I said, what is it? Is it what I'm going through? This perception <laughs> and non-perception. So what did they tell you? My mind is moving. I asked her, I said, huh? I think probably it could be that the mind is moving from the mundane mind. The mundane mind is trying to go the PWC way. and it's pulling you both are pulling you in different ways you yes. see. 
That's why the existential world is a world of duality. So I told yeah. her, I said, there's something don't wrong with this. Living being. Uh, no, I don't, I, I'm so blurred, but I don't think I'm mad or I, I've gone crazy. I'm still not senile. <laughs> oh, That's you are sane. Yeah. Because as you develop this training, the cultivation, the words become like redundant. Understand? Yeah. Redundant so, in the sense that because you have realized the true state that is uh, happening within your awareness-based meditation, when you go through all this, then the word has got not much meaning. The word is only yeah. to carry the concept to describe, yeah. to share, to let other people understand. So words is not the actual thing. Like yeah. the word, kanika samadhi, or they sometimes uh, translate as momentary samadhi, means moment-to-moment -moment samadhi. These are words. If you have not done it, you don't know what that thing is. It's just like the word table. It's not that table. No. That table is a different thing. That that thing, no word on. Yeah. Yeah. But English-speaking people call it table, label it, concept. Concept. Words yeah. come out already. But the real thing, the direct seeing, no word, nothing on, as it is. Understand? Yeah. So this is the difference between words, 文字, you know Mandarin, right? Yeah. yeah. Wenzi and the reality, they are two different things. Wenzi is the word created by thought to describe, understand? Or? Means point towards that thing, where they cannot understand. It is just the knowing you're talking about, just the knowing, you just don't have words. No, their mind needs concept, idea, words, understand? They won't let go, you see. Correct. So you must see this, then only go to the face that just now you try to describe, the direct seeing. Direct seeing means what? From the second circle, pure awareness. Yes. You see. That one, no words one, no concept one. Yes. Like the baby, newborn baby. What do they see? The memory is clean slate. No memory, no words, no concept, no idea, nothing. So they see things as they are. Understand, yeah. Ah, that one is the direct seeing, the pure seeing, the enlightenment seeing. That's why in the Surangama Sutta, it said, perception of form with the mundane mind is consciousness. But that is your mental consciousness. But you perceive it through your mental consciousness. That's why you say table. You say Buddha Rupa. All the concept would come out. But this is mundane seeing. Understand not? Whereas the direct seeing, which is supramundane seeing, beyond the conscious mind, which is the five area, is the awareness. And the awareness is before the thought process. There is no word, nothing. It's just seeing things as they are. Uh, this is the direct seeing. Seeing things as they are. Mean you see truth, you see reality. No more concept, nothing. So no different, no duality, nothing. Not like the concept one with the word one. English table, Malay meja, Mandarin zhuzi. So all different. Or we are Hokkien to. All this can create 
duality and division. But when it comes to direct seeing, everybody see the same thing, that pure awareness of what that thing is, without word, without concept. That direct seeing is the one that allows you to see things as they are, free from your memory, your conditioning, your belief system, your whatever views, opinion, and conditioning. All this don't come in to interfere. That's why you don't create views, opinion, conditioning, belief system to create division and argue and arise all the misunderstanding, the conflict and all those things, even war, no more. That's why the true cultivation, which is awareness-based, city-based, develop the direct seeing, there is no argument on. There is yeah. no division between what you see. What you see is what it is. What is the reality, like the Buddha said? Seeing as they are, jnana dasana. Seeing things as they are, means true suchness. Yeah. So in the seeing, is only the seeing consciousness. No one to see, no concept, no word, nothing. Just the consciousness, like the light bulb, lights up. You become conscious. But there is no being inside that. No one to see as yet. So that consciousness is a automatic manifestation with nature's law. Upon contact, it lights up. The lighting up is like the organ, the seeing consciousness, the eye, become conscious. The eye become conscious. Not you become conscious, the eye become conscious. That's why in the seeing, it's only the seeing conscious. Only the consciousness, the mental image. No labeling yet. But the moment you go to your memory, you start to recall through your knowledge, your accumulated conditioning, belief system, the education, everything. Then from there, you input the content and you stir. You react to what you see. Then you create all the duality of like, dislike, pleasant, unpleasant. Then all your command, your stirring of your mind, develop the emotion, everything. That's why living beings who are heedless, not trained in mindfulness, they see, perceive, react. See, perceive, react. Uh, Sankara Sanya, very fast inside there. That's why not only the phenomenal world of consciousness, they latches onto it, grabs onto it, command, verbalize, chatter, complain, do all sorts of funny things. That's why they create the proliferation of heedless thinking then they actually strain themselves, develop all the stress, unnecessary stress, uh, and all the, what they call suffering within the mind. Then they develop the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the sorrow, the lamentation. So this is the actual movement in life. Without mindfulness, you cannot see all this movement, all this activity. That's how you are conditioned into fear, worry, anxiety sorrow and lamentation, how you develop the what they call affliction and other things. So mindfulness is to see all this through your wrong view, through your avijja, sakayaditi, you react, you stir, and you create all this movement. So when you understand, you straighten your view, then this becomes wisdom, yoniso monasikara. That's why the essential dhamma of the Buddha come, the universal characteristic. Sabe Sankara Anichang, Sabe Sankara Dukkang. Then you don't hold, you don't grip. 
you don't blink. Everything has its universal characteristic. They are impermanent. They come and go. It's not a permanent, unchanging entity. Not you, empty. He know you. He know me. No one born. No one died. Then the physical body, elements only. No consciousness. The consciousness is separate. So how can it be you? The physical body can never be you. Then you analyze and investigate into the consciousness. The four aggregates of mind also same. They come and go. Feeling you didn't die. Perception come and go. You didn't die. Activity of my sankara, views, opinion, emotion, they come and go, you didn't die. Consciousness appear and disappear, you didn't die. How can they be you? So the five areas of form and mind, they are not you. If they are not you, then how come they arise in you? Then who are you? What are you? That's why you have to silence your mind, meditate and realize beyond this five areas of form and mind, there is another nature within which has nothing to do with the conditional world, is the awareness nature before the creation and the manifest. And you have to realize that. Then only from there you develop the wisdom and the understanding to actually free yourself from all the delusion, the entanglement. And then only the cessation of form and mind can arise, can happen. Then the mind that realizes itself ceases then you realize the unconditioned Nibbana. So the whole process of cultivation, meditation, is just to understand all this, so that you are not entangled within the phenomenal world through the form and mind. That's why you have to reverse everything, like song come to know. You have to go back to the second circle, pure awareness. Start from there. The first hallmark of cleaning, Wu Nian De Jing Jie. You remember? Mm -hmm. Union without thought. You have to return to that pure state before the thinking, before the arising of the mundane mind. So union the jingjie, without thought, who are you? You will come to understand when you are in that state of awareness. This is exactly what happened after that. She just ah. told me, she just smiled and said yes, you know. You go back and meditate some. When I heard that, I knew it has it cannot be the other way. Somehow the mind is quite intelligent, you know, mundane as it were. It yeah. sort of I moved back into that thing, that um the awareness. Uh. And, and also our our dear Long Paul has been talking about that for years. <laughs> and we never understood, you see. I already knew got to go back. And then in the sitting, the next sitting, I already went into emptiness two hours. But <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the good awareness. It was the mundane one first. Where you everything know, was mundane mind has to slow down and finally cease. It has to be a free mind. You yeah, have to be in a state of concentration or absorption or whatever. It must not be a conditioned state. Understand not? Yeah, if it's because of the setting, the, the the good setting, the good environment, then you feel very peaceful, very tranquil. Then you go and do all the focusing, concentration or the absorption. No, no, then no more that, that one, one is the condition state. What you need to understand is it has to be a free mind in a state of no thought. Can when I realize that no thought itself 
is full of self, the Atta. That's why I couldn't go through that, through that state. That's why you're saying a lot of people are that stage because that is still a thought, Anasara. Yeah. The thought yeah. that tells you you have no thought is still a thought. That's why to be in a state of sati awareness is not so simple. Yeah. Like you came to know, that one is still full of atta because everything you do, it manifests the egoic mind. The egoic mind is what the personality, and that one is very difficult to root out. And to root that one out, you have to be in a state of sati that is very stable. Means the awareness nature, means the free mind without thought, without movement, it has to stabilize. Until that tranquility, that stillness, that nature, you can be with it. For initially, of course, is during your initial waking moments. Uh, but later on, you can be in it for half an hour, one hour, two hours. That free mind doesn't move. That you want to know, you can know. It doesn't want to know, it stay there. That is free, without thought, without aggregate, nothing. That is just away, away, away. Then later on, the whole thing becomes so quiet, tranquility, stillness. Then there is a shift in Konya, like completely the silence of the chattering, no more, everything, even verbalization. Then the egoic mind, everything also disappear. Then that pure awareness realized. Then the inquiry, the Kong An, yeah, for who is chanting the Buddha's name? Yeah, or the inquiry that I gave, without thought, who are you? Within the awareness, you will realize you cannot create even a thought or a concept or an idea. When you are in that state, there is nothing, no duality, nothing. Then that nature is suchness that nature is the pure nature that's why it's egoless without anything that's why i use the word nothing and that's how nothing nothingness it is not nothingness thing exists within the universe understand the form and mind everything around you exists but you are nothing and that's how you understand but it's not a you not a being that pure awareness is not a being. It cannot come out and live life, understand not? So it's different from nothingness. There is a formless rhyme, the rhyme of nothingness, before the, percep the rhyme of perception and non-perception. That one is still trapped in the formless rhyme, where they think everything is empty, nothingness. No. Everything is just the way it is within life and existence. But that being that go through that transformation, that realize the pure state without thought, the awareness nature, he will know that there is nobody inside there. No permanent unchanging entity. Nothing. Not even a mind that can come out and live life like the mundane mind. You cannot because that thing is the pure nature. Then when the wisdom has reached the appropriate understanding, it just ceases by itself. Then it realizes, think also like that, don't think also like that. Then the form and mind realizes itself and just ceases. The whole process is very different. That's why just now what you mentioned is also quite good. 
you say you are trapped there, you cannot break free from that atta. Then you know when you are in that state of so-called emptiness, you still know the atta is still because that one the thought is still holding on to it, although it try to like separate from it. As long as you are within the field of thought, you cannot separate, you cannot free. To free, you have to completely get out of thought, beyond thought, beyond mind. That's why you have to realize the state of akaliko, means timeless. Timeless means what? When you arise a thought, it is psychological time, understand? Means that mundane mind create movement. That's why there is time. That is called psychological time. But without the mundane mind, without the thought process, then you are in the state of the timeless. The pure awareness is in the state of the timeless. That's why you have to realize it through the awareness-based meditation. Means not a conditioned state, relax, maintain awareness, silent, and develop the training until it arises, until it happens. Because the mind that doesn't hold on to anything, that just relaxes and maintains awareness, don't want to know, don't want to do, that all the thinking, they will start to slow down. Slow down. It will lose its momentum. Like what Krishnamurti said, that <coughs> the very flowering of that mind state or that thought process is the very ending of that thing. Like a flower, when it becomes fully bloomed, that it cannot bloom anymore. What happened? It will wither off in it. It will wither off in it. Then no more in it. So the very flowering of that thought, which is emotion, is the ending of that emotion or that thought. So let it flower. Don't do anything until it cannot flower. It need energy. Wrong thought. Thought energy. You don't feed it with any more thought energy, then the thinking cannot continue cannot move on and because of that it actually ceases by itself we are like the buddha said whatever arises there are causes and conditions if the causes and condition is not there it ceases to be because everything within the condition world is dependent originating condition arising so if you stop feeding it with all the thought energy then it ceases to be that's why thought-based meditation will create more thinking. We have more thought energy goes into it. Who is the meditator? The thought. Who is trying to become enlightened? The thought. Who wants to do? The thought. The thought. So everything is dominated by thought. But when you do awareness-based meditation, you free the thought. Means you relax. Means I don't want to think. I don't want to know. I relax. Then I maintain what? Awareness, which is my true nature. But that one, the thought will come in very fast and interfere. Here you become curious. Then you want to know. Your senses are active. Then they will trigger consciousness. Then your brain will come in. The activity of your views, opinion, conditioning, belief, all this will interfere. So awareness-based meditation is to see all this and don't allow all this to come in to interfere. Means when you meditate to develop awareness-based meditation, is to be in a state of relaxed inner awareness. That's it. Don't try to know, don't try to do, don't try to even meditate. Relax, maintain awareness. Until the awareness nature comes. 
And then you will understand. Everything will fall into place. You will yeah, develop the understanding you know, on your own. Yeah, I did what you said. Relax, relax. And ah, that one very important. The moment you relax, the moment you relax, the thought cannot come out. already. And then every sitting, it was like not even two, three minutes. I was into the emptiness. Uh, I mean, into that state. But of course, it's still not perfect. I still have to do more. But anyway, that's another story. I've already overshot my time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, okay, okay, you will wrap it up. Huh? You don't mind. Uh, summarize everything. Huh? You wrap it up. Huh? Uh, how to summarize so many aspects never mind never mind keep it oh, for no, another round still not uh. stable yet that's for uh. sure because the one I'm understandable so... don't worry Chui. as long as you have the faith then you continue to diligently develop the awareness base uh, the four support especially the first three you must try that otherwise yeah. i tell you uh your Past conditioning or method technique will come back on without you realizing it. I think I Behind think no your... more already. I'm letting it. I, I just told myself this this is this is not about I me or whatever it is. It's just the way things are. And we couldn't accept right. we can't we right. can't do but it. A subtle thinking at the back will continue to move well, until the day you really realize the awareness nature, the true mind, the silent mind. Not until that one arise and stabilize, you still will be trapped in like what you mentioned. Where you yourself will know the ego is still there one, the sakayadity is still there one, the egoic mind, the manifestation. That one is very strong. That's why it's not easy to break free from even sakayadity. Where that thought that is holding on to all this through your views, opinion, conditioning and belief system is so habitual. Everything you do, the individuality, the personality is always there. Uh, but if you get that really good little glimpse of, of the reality... Course. What you have gone through is because you read, you listen, you have some contemplative understanding. But the truth, the turning one, which is Bhavana Maya Panya, that one hasn't kicked in yet. Once yeah. that one kicks in, you become very different. Uh, you will understand even the way. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, the time will come. Huh? Chui. Yeah, uh, thank you. I rejoice with your faith and all those Sorry, things. Everybody. Uh, okay, so you rejoice. Huh? Sadu. 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 Okay, so at least today, yeah, we got Chui to come in. Huh? Then we are very grateful that he she can actually join us now. Uh, also, I want to maybe my wife remind me today, Brother Tiung went and do the surgery. Yeah? Or oh. his, uh, Brother Tiung, uh, his, um, I think, knee cap muscle tear or what. Uh, there's a surgery. I think this is the second time. So we all would like to maybe share marriage, yeah? then radiate meta and all those things. And we wish for his uh, smooth and speedy recovery. Yeah? Yeah. So, okay, let us maybe uh, silent our mind yeah, for about three minutes. Yeah. We really meta and we wish him well-being and happiness. And may she, yeah, uh, may he, yeah, by the power of whatever wholesomeness that we have developed, may arise the causes and conditions for Brayatil to have a 
as smooth, successful, <coughs> and good surgery, uh, knee cap surgery, muscle for the muscle tear, and may it also bring forth the causes and condition for him to have a speedy and uh, quick recovery, uh, so that he can gain back his normal uh, health to be with us as uh, soon as possible. Uh, okay, then let us rejoice. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Then we will share merits uh, with all, starting with the divas. Aka Sata Chabumata Deva Naga Mahindika Punyatang Anamoditwa Chirang Rakantulokasasana Etawata Chamehi Sampadan Punya Sampadan Deva Anamodantu Sabasampati Siddhya Idang Menya Tinang Hotu Sukita hontunya teyo, idang menya tinang hotu, sukita hontunya teyo, idang menya tinang hotu, sukita hontunya teyo, devo satu kali na, sasa sampati hetuca, fito bawa tu lokoca, raja bawa tu damiko. Imina punyang kamena mame bala samagamo satang samagamo hotu yawa nivana patia sadu 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 Okay, you can now pay respect mindfully to Labuda, Kuni Bodhisattva, and order what you want. Then we end. Sadu. Ah, sadu, the brother Tio. Yeah, sadu, sadu, sadu. Ingdi's message is very good. Chui, you should read. Oh, okay. Y'all can read it. She can understand. Tonight, Dharma sharing is super good and a true thing. My heart likes brighter now. Must listen again to stabilize the inner pure awareness. Sadu, sadu. This one is really from somebody who understands and appreciates. But just now when I share that one, it's very profound. Uh, it is beyond what Shenhua has described. Uh, and that one, because we have already at the retreat gone through the four circles, only those who do that can understand how that creation starts. Uh, why in the Heart Sutta say, no one attain, <laughs> no one die, no one born, no attainment, no dying and all those things. All this refers to the unconditioned because that nature is already there, the original nature. But to realize that is not easy, huh? not easy, really not easy. Huh? Because the whole creation process, you need mindfulness, awareness. And without that stability or inner pure awareness, you cannot illuminate that nature and you cannot develop all the understanding and the transformation to go that way. So all these are only meant for real cultivator of the way that have the understanding. Sadhu, okay. Good night. Can I say one more thing?
can, can, can. Yeah. A lot, a lot more other things have been happening, like steadily, steadily, until I so don't know what to say, you know. Yeah, but a lot of people day, I, undergo I, I, the same transformation. Seek your, your guidance. To what you describe, but they also cannot imagine that this understanding just come like that. And a lot of things, like song, they all, huh? even Alicia, they all, Po Cheng, they all, and many other Kayamita, they, they were really amazed at the way this thing can unfold and manifest. Uh, that's why this style of teaching, uh, to put it into words, uh, and actually form a few of the new words that is not even available in the world, to describe all this is not easy. Uh. You really need understanding. Without understanding, all these are not possible. So, Sadhu, uh, Jay, uh, thank you. Thank you very, very much to everybody. Ah, sadhu, yeah. So, let us end. Uh. Sadhu. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you, Brother Tio. Ah, thank you. Yeah, Brother Tio. Sadhu, You're yeah. the gem here, the fourth you, gem. You are beautiful in the understanding, yeah, Sadhu. Uh, <laughs> that guy is so full. <laughs> full yeah, definitely, I saw you first time uh, after 10 a.m. you're still around. Normally, you're not around already uh, because of family thing or what. Uh. 10 p.m. 10 p.m., yeah. <laughs> Sorry, 10 p.m., not yet. Uh, but today, you stay until the end. I knew already there must be something going on. <laughs> That's why the way you describe it is very beautiful. There you can understand. Sadhu. 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 Okay. So see you all. Eh? Uh -huh.